Fight the good fight of the faith. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good Monday morning, my friends. I hope you had a great weekend. And here we are back once again, preparing to study God's word together. We're still in 1 Timothy. We are in chapter 6, about to finish uh, the book of 1 Timothy. Uh, Today, our focus will be verses 11 through 16, and Paul's good encouragement to his apprentice in the faith, Timothy, that he would continue on fighting the good fight of faith. And so as we prepare to study, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. Uh, Lord, we come before you um, and ask that you would ready our hearts for this encounter with you through your word. Um, As always, Lord, we want to come prepared for this time of study. We want to bring all that we are into the presence of all that you are. And uh, we pray that the exchange would be a beautiful and meaningful one. Father, speak as you always are faithful to do through your word, that we might grow um, to the benefit of our growth in grace. And uh, we give you thanks, Lord God, uh, for this time to pause and study. And we pray that you would bless it and uh, send your spirit to teach us and to reveal new insights and understanding. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So Paul writes this. But as for you, O man of God, flee these things. Pursue righteousness godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you in the presence of God who gives life to all things and of Jesus Christ, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession to keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ which he will display at the proper time, he who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, who dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can see. To him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. This is a good word and a great challenge for every Christian. Uh, that we would continue to pursue the things that Paul lists out there in verse 11. He says, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Now, if we are not moving in a Godward direction, if we have not set our lives on the course of following after the things and ways of God, of desiring to be uh, a full-on disciple of Jesus Christ, then I can nearly promise you that these things are not your pursuit. Uh, If you're not pursuing God, if you're not chasing after the things of God, then pursuing righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, and gentleness are not things that are on your radar. Righteousness is the life of God within us, taking us from the sinful, unrighteous person that we are and conferring on us the righteousness of Christ by way of our relationship with him. It's the righteous life that God um, imparts to us in Christ. 
we grow in godliness as we more and more desire the ways and things of God and less and less desire the ways and things of the world. Our faith is bolstered by uh, putting our trust in God and in the face of life's challenges, seeing the way the Lord is at work and delivering us and um, setting us apart and seeing us through. Love is not the um, simple notion of worldly love that we often confuse love with. Love is God's love at work in us and through us. It's the agape love of God. It's the love of God um, working within us and through us. Steadfastness is standing firm in the faith. And then gentleness is a fruit of the Spirit cultivated within our hearts as the Spirit of God which dwells within us makes us more and more like Jesus. These characters, these qualities, though things we can pursue in that they're representative of the ways and things of God, are really character qualities born in us, shaped in us by the Spirit of God at work. Um, Paul continues, fight the good fight of faith. Uh, don't give up. Keep keep fighting for the faith. Keep contending for the faith. Keep uh, witnessing to those who are yet to know the Lord. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called, about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Take hold of that life. Uh, it's your life in Christ. Uh, this is our inheritance. I charge you in the presence of God who gives all things, life to all things, and of Jesus Christ, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession, to keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of our Lord. In other words, stay faithful. Don't do anything that would blemish the gospel. Stay faithful to it. Stay steadfast. Continue to embrace the life uh, the call of God uh, over your life to walk with Jesus and to be his witness in the world. Um, Jesus will return at the proper time, and Paul describes him as the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords, and we know that to be true. There is no name um, by which we are to be saved except the name of Jesus. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. There is no one greater. There is no one stronger. There is no one more powerful, more knowledgeable, more capable than our great and sovereign God, who alone has immortality. God alone is immortal, who dwells in unapproachable light. I love this idea that in the presence of God, is a light so piercing, so true, so gloriously bright that the light of God's presence is unapproachable, whom no one has seen. No one can get close to the radiant light of his holiness. Um, no one has seen him or can see him. You remember in the Old Testament and all the different times when God appeared, um, um, Moses had to be shielded and Elijah had to be shielded by the presence of God's glorious, holy light. Um, he's, he's, he dwells in unapproachable light. That's a beautiful thing to consider. The, the, the radiance of his glory is so bright that we can't possibly lay eyes on it. Um, to this 
king, to this Lord, to this God, be honor and eternal dominion. And Paul closes this section with the word, Amen, let it be so. I like this challenge that Paul leaves Timothy uh, because it's a great challenge for us as well. Um, I often think that we have such a notion of the imminence of Christ, the, the presence and availability of Christ, that we lose sight of the fact that he dwells in heaven in unapproachable light, that the radiance of his glory, the radiance of his majesty, the radiance of his holiness, uh, we would not be able to, uh, we would not be able to handle it. That's why Paul describes it here as unapproachable light. We can't lay eyes on such beauty, such glory, such majesty, such holiness. Um, And so um, I think we often, um, we're so in tune with the near presence of God, we forget about the radiance of his majesty. He is God who is high and lifted up, and uh, his throne is, is surrounded by unapproachable light. It's an amazing scene um, describing the true glory and majesty of our God. And then the practical content of this passage of the challenge to stay, stay at it, to continue to pursue, pursue the ways and things of God and to allow the Spirit to do His good work, cultivating those character qualities within us. All right, my friends, uh, we're moving on. We'll be finishing up uh, 1 Timothy probably in the next couple days. And I appreciate you taking time out of your day to study with us. God bless you.